I gather you're doing a, a thing on, it's not the seven deadly sins, it's the seven godly habits of, of how do you counteract uh, the, the draw in each human being. In humanity, there's, there's a, a draw towards uh, what is a, a counter, counter God. Uh, our, our human nature has a tendency to head one way, and God wants us to head another way. Actually, God knows what it's like to live life that's true. He knows what it's like to live life that's resilient, that, that's hopeful, that's fulfilling. But our human nature will tend to draw us into a direction that is more destructive and more unhelpful. Um, here we go. So this is, that's that working now? Great. Um, uh, so thinking about these uh, seven kind of uh, deadly sins and thinking about, well, what, what's, how do we counteract that? What, what are the things that we can do that we can pursue rather than live a life? And so we're going to think this morning about uh, contentment. And um, there's a great book in the Bible. It's called uh, Timothy. Um, and uh, we're going to look at one little verse that says about with godliness, uh, but God, with godliness with contentment is great gain. And if you want to gain something from this morning's service, contentment, hopefully by the end, contentment is something that if you find contentment, it's great gain. You might think, well, there's, there's all kinds of other things I'd want to gain. But actually, content, the Bible says, if you find contentment in life, actually, that, that's a real treasure. It's great gain. Uh, so uh, contentment, I suppose, is uh, opposite to, to envy. Kind of, envy is kind of when you see something somebody else has got, and you think, do you know what? I want that. I don't want this. I want that. Kind of... Um, uh, envy is the feeling of, uh, of discontented, of resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or even their luck. You think, if only, if only I won the national lottery, if only I were, had kind of 145, whatever it is, million pounds, kind of, if only. And there's a bit of envy there when we see people have things that we don't have. Uh, visiting a relative's house, this isn't theirs, but sometimes yeah, I visit some of my relative's house and think, ah, oh, we've got a little house, to kind of, and they've got a big house, and kind of, they've got kind of this huge kitchen, and we've got a little kitchen, and, and you see somebody else's life, and you think, you, you envy, you think, you feel discontent with your lot because of what they've got. You look at other people, and we compare ourselves. What do they look like? What do I look like? So what clothes are they wearing? What clothes am I wearing? Actually, I wish I had their life. I wish I had their possessions. I wish I had their holidays. Is it summer in the Bahamas? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, and, 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 and we can we can envy. Actually, social media, and I think particularly Instagram, kind of is, is based on on trying to elicit envy, isn't it? Kind of pictures from your holiday or your favorite meal or kind of whatever it is. And, and you think kind of, um, you look at people's kind of, their feeds on their, on their Instagram and you think, oh, I wish I could be like, it stirs up envy. But the, the truth is that actually, we do need to be cautious because actually envy is like a poison. Envy is like a cancer. If you let envy in, if you let this sense of looking at other people and thinking, if only I could be like them, if only I could look like them, if only I could have what they had, actually, if, if only, if only, if only, if only, actually, what happens is it robs you of joy. Actually, when you compare yourself and you feel discontented about your lot, about your life, 
about your appearance, about your possessions, about your status, about your job. Actually, comparison, actually, all that does is it robs you of joy. I mean, do you think that is the case? I, th- I mean, I think it is. I think if we're living our lives with always that sense of we're looking at other people, we're comparing ourselves to them, our level of self-esteem is based on kind of what we look like, what we wear, what we have, we're in a bit of trouble. I mean, the writer, uh, kind of the book of Hebrews says this, kind of a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Envy rots the bones. I mean, what a a graphic description. Envy rots the bones. I don't know if you ever kind of, um, uh, I went to someone's house uh, who they're doing, I'm I'm marrying them uh, in a few weeks' time, and they bought a house on Southwood Road, and they bought a house, and the floorboards were rotten. And again, they, they look like wood, but actually, you, you step on them, and they're rotten. And, and envy does that to our bones. Kind of where you stand on, kind of your, your life is fragile, it's frail. If you live a life where envy is one of the characteristics that defines how you find your identity and self, sense of self-worth by comparing to other people, actually, the Bible says envy, it will rot your bones. That doesn't sound so helpful, does it? <laughs> um, when Claire introduced the series, um, uh, she said that the seven deadly sins aren't actually in, in, the, in the Bible. Uh, they're, they're not kind of there listed. Actually, there are quite a few lists that do kind of list things that we should avoid. So like in 1 Peter chapter 2, therefore, get rid, uh, rid yourself of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander every kind. Be like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, knowing that you've tasted uh, that the Lord is good. Actually, envy is going to rot your bones. You've got to rid yourself of it. A, a, a bit like kind of get, getting, kind of, if you've got kind of um, carpet beetles, actually you've got to get rid of them. If you, if, you, kind of, you've got to get, if you don't get rid of them, they'll just breed and it'll get more and more. And kind of, if there's stuff in your life, actively, consciously choose to rid yourself, rid yourself. When Jesus talks about religious people, he says religious people do stuff to show on the outside. But actually, it's what's on the inside that really matters. Jesus says this in Mark chapter 6. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. It's from within, out of the person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, here we go, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside uh, and defile a person. Jesus was very clear. Here's some things, but actually, if you're somebody who's envious, actually, it's, it's something that's in clean, unclean inside you. Actually, you've got to clean yourself out from the inside. Actually, this morning, with Jesus' help, we can be clean from those sense of what it is to be comparing to other people. Paul in Galatians, again, his little list of acts of the flesh, what he calls acts of the flesh, things that are common to our human nature. It says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness and orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Actually, if you live with envy, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Now, it's not that you won't go to heaven when you die or go to kind of... Actually, the kingdom of God, his, his righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit that can be ours now, actually, we'll miss out on that if we yield to envy. 
We, we actually will we'll, we'll miss out. Kind of, um, but actually, if we live, live by the Spirit, but since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Don't, uh, let us not be conceited, provoking, or envying one another. Actually, that's the choice. That's the choice we can have this morning. Is are we going to envy one another? Envy what we see, people at work, people on our street, kind of people in our family? Or do we say, do you know what? There's something about the life of the Spirit that I'm going to seek. Seek first. Actually, seeking first God and his view of us and not comparing ourselves to other people. Seeking God and, and, and his life is what we need. Uh, when we come to 1 Corinthians 13, kind of that, those, the, the first three things it says that uh, love is, is love is patience, love is kind. Third thing, love doesn't envy. Actually, there's something about if you're going to live a life of love, actually, love doesn't envy. Love doesn't envy. There's something about love that is contented. So I've, I've only got 20 minutes, and I've kind of, but, but hopefully, first thing, envy's not good. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's something that the social media world, though, will provoke and will stir. And, and actually, I think it's developed a culture where not only our view of ourselves, but our mental health and well-being uh, is, is being trashed because we're, we're, it's always this comparison. And it's always this thing of, of being envious and, and wanting something that we have not got. Whereas contentment is the opposite. Contentment is acknowledging what we have got. I don't know what you think of when you think of contentment. We've had a number of pets in our, our household. Um, probably the, the pet that was the most contented um, was our cat. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a cat looking contented, but I mean, they don't need an awful lot. Um, they just need a bit of food, kind of maybe a occasional tickle of their tummy, kind of uh, a sunny spot to, to lie down. And do you know what? They just look as happy as anything. They're, content, they're contented with their lot. Actually, in some ways, they don't really need you as long as they get the food, kind of, be honest. I, kind of, I like dogs a bit more than cats. But, but, kind of, um, but there's something about a cat. You look at its face sometimes and you think, that cat is contented. That cat has got everything in the world at this moment that it thinks it needs. And for us, I think that's why Paul in Timothy says there's something special about contentment. Actually, when we realize we've got everything we need in the world, that's contentment. When we think that we haven't got what we need and we're envious of other people, that's when it, we're anxious and fretful. So Paul says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And then he tries to give perspective. Okay, let's have a perspective on what you've got and what you haven't got. Let's have a perspective on, on kind of the stuff and, and your luck. And uh, let's have a, okay, okay. For we brought nothing into this world and we could take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and into a trap. That's what envy is. Envy is a trap. And into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. There's something here that Paul says, is that actually, in the end, consider the birds of the, of the air and the flowers of the field. Actually, they are contented. They have everything. They, why? Because their father knows what they need to eat and knows what they need to, to, the clothes to, to wear. Actually, actually, he says, if you've got enough food and clothes to wear, what else do you need? 
well, you need to know who's giving you the food and clothes. Actually, you need a connection with God. I think a love for God is the precursor to these things. Actually, a love for God is what we need. Because actually, if you start loving other things, so if in your envy you start loving money and stuff, if only I had more money, if only I had more stuff, I think I'll be happier. If only I had more money or more stuff, I think my self-esteem. If, or I think I'll have a few more friends if I had more money, more stuff. Actually, the love of money, he goes on to say, is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So I think these are the two things that, how do you overcome the temptation towards envy? I think godliness with contentment is great gain. If we have food and clothing, we, should, we will be content with that. So for me, I think there's two things about how do I endeavor to live a contented life? And I think, it's, I think at first it's to realize what I have got rather than what I haven't got. To be contented, you need to realize what you have got rather than what you haven't got. Envy will look at what you haven't got because someone else has got it, but you'd like it. Contentment realizes what you have got. I mean, the songs that we were singing this morning actually remind us of what we have got. When we find Jesus, you are a child of God. I mean, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. I mean, what, what else? I mean, what else would you want in life? I mean, if you are a child of God, and, and you know that you're loved by God, accepted by God, even when you do things that are wrong and you come and you say sorry, you're forgiven by God. If you know that one day, when this kind of fragile life finishes, that you're going to be in the new heaven, new earth with God eternally because of all that Jesus has done, do you know what you've got? You've got a relationship with God. The second song was about, I found a hope in life that nothing compares. Actually, what you've got is you've got a hope in life. And, and, and nothing, not, it doesn't matter how big your bank account, it doesn't give you hope. It doesn't give you that kind of security as, as knowing God gives you security. Actually, knowing his sense of, of uh, I'm chosen, I'm, I'm, I'm known by God, I'm loved by him, he's, he's given me. Actually, contentment is to realize what we have got. And, and in some ways, I think it, we're living in a world where we flick through our phones, where it's easier to look at what we haven't got than to remember what we have got. Envy looks at what you haven't got. We need to remind ourselves of what we have got. And, and through my, my life, actually, I've, I haven't got an awful lot of stuff. Um, but I have a love for God, and God has a love for me. I, I know that in the ups and downs of life, that it's not always going to be in my favor. It's not always going to be what, exactly what I wanted. But I know that throughout it all, God has been with me. God has provided for me. There's times where I don't know, I didn't know how the money coming in was going to match the money going out. And somehow God has been faithful. I know what I have got. Me and my family, we've always had food and clothing. God's provided for us at times where we couldn't, there wasn't enough money to provide for ourselves. 
And, and for me, remember what you have got. Contentment. Remember what you have got. The second thing is, how do you guard your heart? And I think there's, um, I don't think this is quite made it onto the PowerPoint, but there's a, a verse uh, that says this, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Actually, again, I think that's another key to contentment. Actually, if you can rejoice with people when, that, when something goes well for them, rather than envying them when something goes well for them, actually, that's an antidote to envy. So if you think, oh, I wish that happened to me and it's happened to them, ah, whereas if you think, God, I'm so pleased I've heard. What great news, God. They've enjoyed this. And I know that I'd really enjoy it, but I'm rejoicing with those who are rejoicing. And actually, when there's sadness, I'm, I'm mourning with those who are mourning. Actually, that's part of the deal. And it's not just that's the way that a great Christian community works. It's good for your soul. It's good for your well-being. It's good for you not to be self-absorbed. If, if only I should be like them, and they've got that, and I should have it, because uh, it's all about, about you. But if we can genuinely rejoice with those who are rejoicing, and it's genuine in the heart, even if we would have loved that to happen to ourselves. Someone's had a child, and we've always wanted a child. Ah, oh, somehow in the pain. Actually, can I find somehow the ability to rejoice with those rejoicing? Well, no, I can't, because, but, but somehow with God's help, if you can find that space, in some ways the envy and the disappointment and the sadness, actually that can cause a rotting to your bones somehow, is release the power is released and i think for me two things about how do you find contentment know what you have got rather than what you haven't got and when people have got what you want rejoice with those who are rejoicing mourn with those who mourn because actually that is good for your heart and just the last thing as i finish i just love this idea of flee and pursue uh, Paul mentions it in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. Um, people like Peter mention it when they say, resist the devil, submit to God, and he'll flee from you. Uh, uh, there's something about how do, we, how do we flee? And the best way to flee something is to pursue something else. So say I've got envy over here, and you think, do you know what, I've got a real problem with envy. I do scroll through my social media, and I'm really envious of everybody. Uh, but I, as a Christian, I shouldn't be envious. I shouldn't be envious, I shouldn't be envious, I shouldn't be envious. I want to stop being envious. If you look at the envy, actually, you're always drawn back to it. Whereas if you pursue something else, actually, I'm going to pursue contentment. Actually, as you pursue contentment, what you find is you do flee envy. When you pursue what's right, you leave behind what's wrong. And with these seven series, I think that is... What we're trying to do is actually, there's something to pursue. And as you find there's something to pursue, the very things that your human nature will drag you down to try and do, you find that you flee those things because you're pursuing something else. And so my encouragement to you this morning, if you feel that envy, you look at other people, you feel bitter and harsh and, and ah, if only, if only, if only, pursue contentment. Pursue the love that God has for you, the dreams, the longings, the unique value he puts on your life. 
actually rejoice with those who are rejoicing. But as we pursue contentment, we find that we flee uh, uh, envy. I don't know if that's helpful at all. It's something in, in my life I've just found it's a real key. Is sometimes I think I need to battle against sin, and I don't. I need to pursue righteousness. I need to pursue faith uh, along with other people who are believing. So that's my prayer for you this morning. So can I say a little prayer for us, and then we're going to worship God together. Let's pray. God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, although we live in a world that always puts things out there. Uh, yeah, the better house, a better car, a better holiday, a, a better look, better clothes. And what it tries to elicit in us is envy. I pray you'd help us to pursue contentment. Contentment that we know exactly who we are. Loved by you, known by you. I pray you'd help us when other people get the very things that we want. I pray you'd help us to have a heart that rejoices with those who rejoice rather than complains and moans. I pray that envy wouldn't rot our bones, but that we'd find that contentment is great gain. Help us to, as we pursue what's right, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. I pray we'd find that we flee from what's wrong. In Jesus' name, amen.